0: Hi, I'm Davis Carroll. Welcome to Through the Lens. Bow, 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 bow. I just want to say uh, you can turn on your mic, Alex. I was, I was going to. I was planning on playing the actual sound, but I learned right before this that we probably sh- would not be able to without getting in trouble. And if I, if the rest of the week would not get in trouble, I would have done it.
1: But unfortunately, we cannot do that, so we had to go with Davis's imitation of the bow, famous wow. theme from the Johnny Knoxville-led film Corona by the
0: Minutemen. What? What's the name of the song? Oh, I didn't actually know. I just I assumed it was I've just something. I've only had a corona.
1: I just assumed that was something they just made like no. in the studio. But these, that's right. If you recognize that theme, that's because we are doing the Jackass films from Johnny Knoxville and a host of others. We'll be talking about all four films, including the most recent Jackass Forever, a little and bit about are the TV to show. Say, we are we allowed are. to say Jackass. We cleared it. We if, cleared it.
0: If we are not describing each other, we are naming a exactly. title We are naming a title
1: of a movie, and we will be talking about those films a bit later all four films plus the TV series. What makes this series so popular? How it's managed to have such a staying power where most series have failed by their fourth film. The fourth one seems to be one of the most successful. And as Davis said to me before the show, the funniest one yet. I look forward to getting a chance to talk about all of that a little bit later in this show. But right now, let's talk about the movie news, Davis, because oh, me, oh, my, there's quite a bit to discuss. I hope you're paying attention because I've got a lot to go through. But right first, Davis, I am. Last week was our inaugural movie trivia. Uh, episode, we asked a movie trivia question at the end. We said, "In what Tom Cruise movie do cops arrest people before they commit a crime?" And Davis will say the answer. I hope you all listening at home got it right or were able to guess and did not Google the answer. Davis is is the Minority Report, which is a great movie, by the way. It's I really, really movie. do. We like watched that movie. it. Fascinating concept.
0: What do we? We want. We watched that for a certain episode. I think we did as well. Did we? Uh, we ju- Maybe we just happened to watch it.
1: We did, just, because we, we, you, you, we had been talking about it for one of our top choices movies, I think, and you had mentioned how it was what movie you really enjoyed, and I was like, I'd never seen it before. I and said it's, I kind of I had issues with it. But 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 on, I, I really did like it. I, I like those kind of sci-fi dystopian type movies. That's kind of one of my favorite genres, so in my, in my defense, I like that one a lot. But now, Davis, it's time to get into the movie news, and good heavens, I've got roughly... Two pages here. All right, of let's notes. let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and this get is started gonna be David. a shorter episode. It will because right? with with the Jackass films, there's not exactly a lot of plot to dissect. Yeah. Just, you know, talking, there is no plot. There is no to plot. Dissect. We're just we're just having fun talking about all these movies and what makes them so popular. First and foremost, though, Davis, John Williams is returning to Star Wars yet again to write the main theme for the upcoming Kenobi series, which will premiere on Disney Plus in May. According to an article in Vanity Fair, he... Does not do weekly TV series, and his last theme for a weekly dramatic uh, TV show was Amazing Stories in 1985. Though he has written for two PBS series in the past, and his news and Olympic themes written decades ago continue to air for NBC. Williams, of course, is a legend in the industry with five Oscar wins, and bear with me, Davis, for this one, 52 Oscar nominations. Is he the GOAT? In terms of accolades, okay, I'll say this no, right no, now. No. Is he the? I'm asking who's he the? good in my opinion, I do not believe he's the best film composer ever. That's Hans Zimmer. My my personal preference goes towards Zimmer personally, interesting, but interesting. I respect Williams for what he has done. He. How about this one?
0: John Williams has created more iconic themes.
1: Yes, I would say so, and he is synonymous with the blockbuster. Without as Steven Spielberg so eloquently put in his dedication, without Williams' music, bicycles could not fly. T-Rex, or dinosaurs could not return to the Earth, and, you know, spaceships could not soar through the Death Star, essentially. That's true. So, it's the idea that without Williams, those movies would not be what they are today, and I completely agree. Almost as synonymous with Star Wars is the Duel of Fates uh, theme, dun dun. which is iconic in its own right. So, this is a very big step for Kenobi, and as described as a coup, in, I say in quotes, for the producer of Kenobi to get Williams to return, because... He did not, he doesn't even do the anthology films. He did not do Rogue One or Solo, but he's doing Kenobi. for that a coup? Reason. Well, I, I, it's a poor use of the word, but it's the idea that it's a major victory for them to get him to return, is the idea. What they were trying to say.
0: Why don't they just say a victory? I don't they know. Didn't, they
1: didn't overthrow a. a I, look, I don't know, whatever. man. I don't know. It was a weird wording. But yeah, that's exciting for those who are going to be. He'll be doing just the main Kenobi theme, not, not the whole show, but he's trying to make that, which I know it's going to be a good one and going on. According to Deadline, Walton Goggins, a star from the FX series Justified, is set to star in a film series based on the Fallout games. No release date is set yet. (laughs) However, the series will be streaming on Amazon. Me and Chris were joking
0: about that happening, like, yesterday.
1: It's actually a TV series. Correct. I made a mistake there. It's a TV series, not a film series. Davis, go ahead. Oh my
0: goodness. Let me find Chris, you know, Chris fan of the show, Chris Tobias. Yes,
1: we we know uh, on our war movie episode, just in December. Very
0: big fan of Fallout. It's a it's
1: a very popular game series.
0: So I had texted him like the Uncharted thing, and then I was I was I was supposed to be doing my midterm in the library, and then like an idea popped in my head. I was like, Imagine the next video game movie, Fallout, starring Tom Holland as no. <laughs> the character. <Curious laughs> well, well, hey, for and, what it's worth, I like Walton Goggins. And then then, well it's gonna be bad. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna not gonna be good. And then I kept going through. Timothy Chalamet is this is Fallout New Vegas. So I was talking about specifically. Joshua Graham the guy with the the, the bandage. Did you yeah. play New
1: Vegas? I, I, I played it a bit. My brother played it more though. It, it was kind of before my Ben time. Affleck
0: is Benny, the guy that shoots you in the beginning. oh my gosh. <laughs> I-
1: <laughs> Uh, we may have to do an entire
0: <laughs> Michael Fassbender has honestly, got Gacho Brad, but he takes off his bandages and he's horribly scarred oh at the end. So you don't actually get to see his face. Everybody's so no mad Mike, about No, Michael it. Fassbender. And Twitter's terribly mad about Twitter's it. Twitter's terribly mad. Yes, But then they I went. Are. How about this? Instead of Tom Holland, Zendaya is the courier, and then you get the rest of the Euphoria cast. Oh my gosh! As yes, the of rest course. of them.
1: And Zendaya is of course only in the movie for a short time. No, what? she's the
0: courier. Ah, wow. she is. The courier, um, courier.
1: I, 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 again, I, I haven't played That's it. That's the person
0: much. you play as. Okay, okay. our Ranger, and they take off the helmet as Brendan Fraser. It's another thing I said. Brendan Fraser.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. So I think we should do an episode on video game, uh, media soon because good lord. Also, Halo will be revealing Master Chief's face for the first time ever in the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus. Davis, I saw you tweet about that. Or like a tweet about that. Yeah.
0: We can talk about that for two seconds. Um, no. <laughs> no. Oh, you, yeah. You, it was a meme. I can pull it up oh real yeah, quick. yeah. Pull the meme.
1: Pull the meme. It was, but yeah. it was a
0: Simpsons meme, I believe. Yes, it was. And is Ned Flanders talking to his son. Uh, what did you say? And he said, I don't want any damn Master Chief face reveal. I am allowed to say that, by the way.
1: You are? Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, for but the record. For the record. If, if
0: not, then I'll take the heat on it.
1: I guess, oh, I guess, I guess you will. Um, yeah, so Paramount Plus doing that as well. I think a video game uh, media yeah, episode about is how, coming in the future.
0: Name every single good video game movie you can think of right now. Good. Good video game. I can name a ton of bad ones. I heard Tomb Ra- the new Tomb Raider was pretty solid. Sonic. Sonic, yes, but that's because it
1: got, you know, it got quote-unquote Soniced. Yeah. Right. Uh, t- I've heard Tomb Raider's okay. Yeah. Um... Doom had one really cool scene at the end.
0: Yeah. Was Aeon <laughs> Flux good? No.
1: What? I haven't even heard of
0: that. Yeah, it's an old thing. I haven't even heard Best of that. Best video game movies. You go to your next bit of news, and I'll come back after I, I will. this list-, list.
1: So, speaking of, Davis, via The Hollywood Reporter, HBO's The Last of Us series will not be releasing this year. No word on why the good. series has been pushed back. Good.
0: Oh, one more year of me not having to watch the... Dumpster fire that's gonna be that. Okay, no. It's noted. gonna be bad. I, I I'm I, I'm pretty
1: confident in that as well. Then again, I've not played The Last of Us. So I'll be going in pretty blind, actually. Angry Birds
0: movie? I heard it was bad. I it was entertaining.
1: Oh. I'll admit. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Uh Record Ralph, Mortal but Kombat? that's not a real thing. So Mortal Kombat I also heard was kinda meh. Uncharted has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Angry <sighs> Birds 2, that is. Angry Birds 1 apparently wasn't very good. But I've, I watched. I've seen I
1: watched more. a review for Uncharted uh, that was spoiler free, and it was described. The way it was described, I don't look forward to it. I'm not looking forward.
0: Uh, to the it. The Silent Hill movie I've heard is pretty pretty cool.
1: Yes, I I've heard that as well. But now, David Davis, we got to move on. And there's gotta, a million Resident Evil movies. I got a I lot
0: a, a lot of
1: news that I've got to get through. So why don't we why don't we move oh. on? Oh come on, Davis. Yeah. I'm good go self. ahead. So Francis Ford, is it Coppola or Coppola? I say Coppola. I say, okay, Coppola, is another director criticizing Marvel films, and he had a lot to say, so bear with me. He said, quote, There used to be studio films, now there are Marvel Pictures, one prototype movie that is made over and over and over and over again to look different. He goes further, quote, You could take Dune, made by Denis Villeneuve, and No Time to Die, directed by Cary Fukunagi. Talented, beautiful artist, you and I could pull the same secrets out of both of them and put them together. So Coppola is the latest director to criticize the Marvel formula and the Marvel you genre. You know what? He's right. I will say, I agree with him. However, this whole issue, so many people take this so personally that people could have a differing opinion. Coppola comes from a very different time. I'm not a personal fan, big fan of The Godfather. I'm going to say, I know it's a hot take for a guy who runs a movie podcast. I saw it when I was younger and I haven't seen it okay, since. i, I want to watch it again. Oh, my boy. Hey, 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 whatever. Um, but the idea that there's only one thought and that people are committing such a crime... Godfather episode. Ooh, I've never seen it. Let's him. do it. Let's do it at some point. I think that'll be a fun one. But the idea that people are like committing some heinous crime by criticizing a genre, you're allowed to criticize. It's not... I, we agree with Coppola, but if we disagreed, we'd be like, well, we don't think he's right, but oh well. He comes from a different time, for one. He's also... Not incorrect, in my opinion. And again, he comes from a very different style of directing as well. His movies were never big-budget blockbusters, except The Godfather became one out of necessity because the first one was so popular, right? If- and Cop- and the thing is, Coppola's not completely, you know, without fault either. Let's not forget he cast his daughter in The Godfather Part 3, and there's one of the worst scenes in the history of ever. I haven't even seen the movie, but the scene itself is laughably bad, Dave. if you've seen it. I've not. You haven't, I'll-, I'll show it to you later. I Like, people are getting so upset, like, it's an opinion that a guy has. Well,
0: if, if the Marvel movies weren't like profoundly changing cinema altogether, like cinema is changing and how movies are going to be in the future are changed because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if that weren't happening, I, I doubt Scorsese or Coppola would say anything. Just be like, yeah, they're pretty harmless. People enjoy them. They make a lot of money. But since movies now are going to be like nostalgia bait, just cinema in general, media in general, nostalgia bait, callbacks, sequels, tie-ins... That's all it, That's all it is going to be from the future. It's devolving. It's I
1: will say for what it's worth, I don't necessarily agree with the critique of Denny Villeneuve's portrayal of Dune and acting as if it was itself the same as... I haven't seen No Time to Die, but I mean, I felt that Dune was very unique in what it was presenting. I mean, you even got the climactic final fight scene with Paul. There, There's no music, and it's very quiet as the fight goes on. That's not standard and to be quite honest the marvel standard what is it davis it's blasting orchestra music in the background while there's a montage mm-hmm. and that's not what dune was so i don't necessarily agree with that criticism but i understand what he's saying and i think a lot of people got very upset about it when there was not a need to be in, in this case but yeah apparently uh coppola is also working on some 120 million dollar movie that he's financing himself that was his dream movie that no studios will do i look forward to hearing more about that in the near future but going on davis Talking about these film series, a new Star Trek movie will begin filming in 2023 with Chris Pine, Zoe Zaldana, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, and the rest of the cast from those remakes. All expect to return in the fourth movie of this remake series that includes Star Trek just by itself, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. Dave, have you ever seen those movies? What are your thoughts on them?
0: Uh, I enjoyed them. I also I played the game ah, on the 360. Never played it myself. Was it good? It wasn't supposed to be good, but I enjoyed it. Oh, there you it go. It was supposed to be like, you know, like the co-op like you're meant to be played with someone else like you kind of work together but you can do it with an AI I thought it was kind of fun yeah
1: cool yeah I I personally really like these movies and I like the cast as well I really like Chris Pine in these movies I didn't I didn't necessarily like Star Trek Beyond as much especially because the main uh ending was revolved around the song Sabotage which I haven't seen that one it was it was weird um, but overall, I like the series. And I think that's an example of a good remake because they completely changed. They included Leonard Nimoy's Spock in the lore, which is always very fascinating. I, I really like those movies. I think doing an episode on those soon would be kind of fun, possibly. Also, a new... uh Movies being announced. A new Transformers trilogy will kick off in 2023. It'll begin did with I the not Rise just, of did the I Beast, just, starring Anthony Ramos, and of course, Peter Cullen is returning as Optimus Did op I not just front. say? Did what you, did I
0: just say a minute ago? I
1: don't know, Davis, but it sounded
0: like uh this is bad. <laughs> oh Marvel is changing God. everything. God, whoa! I, I just Dave. want new stuff. That's why I like a 24 well, because it's new. Rise of the Beast things. is new, technically. From what? What? What exactly is Rise of the Beast? Well, it's like it's like it's it's Transformers. It's a Transformers-like cartoon and comic from like the 90s. So it's Transformers. Okay, fair, fair, fair. We don't need any. I don't care about Transformers. I don't want no more. We don't don't need any more engineers. We don't need any more Transformers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care.
1: Nah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'll just be there. Theater for those. I'll be there for the Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime and nothing else, of course. Um. Going further, Peacemaker has been renewed for a second season, the show which is streamed on HP-
0: oh, That's something that's refreshing and cool from what I understand. The
1: show, which is streaming on HBO Max and based off John Cena's character, the Peacemaker from 2021 Suicide Squad has been a big hit with fans uh as of late. I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to watching it over the summer. That's when I kind of catch up on a lot of my TV shows cuz School, there's too many breaks, you know, where you got to, like, stop watching a show for a month because school gets crazy. You know what I mean? So I'll be watching that definitely over the summer. And then trailers galore. Trailer for the film Fresh, which will premiere on Hulu on March 4th, stars Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar-Jones. The synopsis reads this, quote, The horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her boyfriend's unusual appetites. This movie looks crazy. Based games. on
0: Army Hammer. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> They're hey, making a movie about it. Hey, hey,
1: um, this movie looks crazy. It like starts out like it's like kind of a rom-com speed dating thing, but then it looks like it's gonna be a horror movie. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it on Hulu March fourth. Uh, looking forward to it. And Sebastian Stan is awesome as he is. And Days jo- Edgar Jones. Who I haven't seen anything else. She looks pretty good in this movie as well. Um, it looks crazy. I'm kind of looking forward to. It. I recommend looking at the trailer uh when you can. Speaking of, oh my gosh, another one. Trailer for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers which will begin streaming on Disney Plus on May 20th. In essence, it's a sequel about the characters Chip and Dale, but the characters themselves are actors that played Chip and Dale, so they
0: are they are they, are they new Nightmare in this right now.
1: Yes, it is Wes Cravens. New, that's what was the comparison. It is Wes Cravens New Nightmare, but with Chip and <laughs> Davis has put his head down at the table, head in his hands, he looks distraught. <laughs> um they're kind of these kind of self movies where characters act that way are kind of funny sometimes, but they're kind of wearing thin. It stars John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale, respectively, and it is a Lonely Island production. There's a joke about becoming CGI is, pla- is like plastic surgery, which I thought was kind of funny, but that could be funny with those two. But oh my goodness! With with the creative minds behind it, I'm feeling mo- moderately confident. What, Lonely what? Island's funny.
0: What, what? everything's got to be a tie-in with something else. They can't come up with something. Somebody, new says, somebody like said. Old somebody said. Somebody said
1: we should apologize to Space Jam, and I was like, that's not a bad. Or Space Jam Two. It is. That's. I was like, that's not a bad point. Oh, man, four more trailers to go, Davis, unless you have anything more to say about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I don't want to say anything. Fair fair enough, fair enough.
0: Just wait for the Tailspin remake. (laughs) It'll happen.
1: I really don't look forward to that. A trailer for Windfall, a film that will hit Netflix on March 18th. The film is written and directed by Charlie McDowell, and guess who that is, Davis? The writer for Seven. The guy that
0: they said he needed therapy? No, different guy,
1: different guy, I think. It stars Jesse, Jesse Plemons, Lily Collins, and Jason Segel. Synopsis, a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. So in this film, Jesse, or not Jesse, excuse me, Jason Siegel is a robber, and he is in Jesse Plemon and Lily Collins' house when they return for a vacation, and it is essentially the, him holding them hostage while he is an inept criminal that Lily Collins and Jesse Plemons manipulate and basically tell him how to rob them. At one point, he says, I want $50,000, and Lily Collins says, you're going to want more than that, which I think is a a funny uh, bit. But I'm looking forward to this movie. It looks really good hitting Netflix on March 18th. Then three more trailers to go. Trailer for Elvis with Austin Butler as the king of rock and roll himself. The film also stars Tom Hanks, Olivia DeJong, Cody Smith-McPhee, and Dacry Montgomery. The film is directed by Baz Luhrmann, who has directed the modern Romeo and Juliet film with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, as well as The Great Gatsby, also with Leonardo DiCaprio. The music biopic is hitting theaters on June 24th. And my big takeaways: is where Butler looks so much like Elvis, it's insane, but his, his portrayal seems very uneven. His accent changes from scene to scene. And... Music biopics are kind of tired, but Elvis's story is a very fascinating one. Specifically, how he became at the end of his life. There are stories of his final performances where, like, he would just go on stage and it was just utter nonsense. But like, he, his charisma carried him to the end, hmm. uh, to a certain extent. Very fascinating story. I think of this Elvis maybe Presley. it
0: might also show how where he got a lot of his influences, quote unquote. If you catch my drift,
1: I, I believe I do. How yes. he stole a lot of. I, I think that's an interesting thing. I wonder if we will we'll cover that. Overall, I'm ex- I'm moderately excited. For this Austin Butler looks com- like Google him right now. If you can, I've seen how it. he I saw you, that. You did see
0: the trailer? I saw some of it. Yeah, I saw the guy talking about. He it. looks really exactly like Elvis.
1: It's insane. And I think overall, the movie could be interesting though. Tom Hanks' character sounds very strange. Somebody said, "Ah, oh, yes, Forrest Gump created Elvis," and I was like, "That's not." I don't know if that's the main takeaway, but that seems to be what a lot of people are thinking. But yeah, that's the movie. Uh, and last three trail or two trailers to go. We've got a trailer for Hustle, which will be hitting Netflix on June 10th, and is produced by LeBron James and Adam Sandler. The film is about Sandler mentoring a basketball phenom from overseas who comes to the U.S. Did you see this trailer, Davis? I've heard
0: about it. I don't think it sounds very good.
1: I like Adam Sandler being more serious. I, I still okay. support this. However, the movie itself, it's a lot of it's It's in the same grain of Uncut Gems, like you know, you see a lot of actual players and people, and it's kind of you know putting you in that real life, I guess. But I don't know. The trailer itself was very hype and energetic, but didn't really give away much of the plot, and the supposed main character that is not Adam Sandler, the player he's mentoring, didn't have a line of dialogue, so I don't really know how that's gonna go. We'll see. And finally, Davis, i spent some of the first episodes of this show talking about The Boys, and I'll be talking about it again because we've got a new animated series on Amazon Prime, The Boys Presents Diabolical, a new series that will have an A-list cast and will follow eight unique stories from within the Boys universe to tie into the eventual TV show that, or the the actual uh, live-action show, which will be getting its third season and premiering on in June, excuse me, on Amazon Prime. This series, though, The Boys Presents Diabolical, the cartoon series will be... Pre- premiering on March 4th on Amazon Prime Video, as I said. But yeah, Davis, that is the last of our news. 20 minutes of news. Quite a bit happened this week. Oh, wait, I actually missed one final thing. I apologize for this, Davis. Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall will be the trio of hosts for this year's Oscars ceremony. Davis, what are your thoughts on that? Say, who are they? Who? Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall.
0: Uh, only know what one of them looks like off the top of my head. Fair enough.
1: The Oscars, though, have been struggling with viewership for years, falling from forty-six point three million viewers in the in the two thousand in the year two thousand to just nine point eight million viewers last year—a ridiculous decline. Why do you think that decline happened, Davis?
0: Because people don't care about the stuck-up Oscars. Is that is that is that the only reason? Mm, I'm sure you could come up with other reasons. But that's the first
1: one that comes to my head. Could it be the lack of blockbuster movies getting representation in the Oscars? I mean, maybe. Most people, I mean, Davis, we had to go searching hard for last year's Oscars.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess that that could be a good reason. But
1: with I the saw the father. That are, we saw the father. The blo- but with the
0: blockbusters that are coming out now, they're not good. Then, how, how many of them should really be? True, nominated for something like
1: where are the Ridley Scott Gladiator or James Cameron Titanic? Instead, mm-hmm. it's. Marvel movie that is a, a part of a universe and feels lacking in significance, or Avengers Endgame, for that matter, which is the final movie, but or feels like a final movie, but kind of doesn't stick the landing. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Where Where is Pirates of the Caribbean The Curse of the Black Pearl, perhaps, in terms of those blockbusters? Would you say so? Yes. You would say blockbuster quality overall has dipped. Yes. I, I would agree in that, especially in terms of creativity. Because, you know, blockbusters themselves are normally lower in quality and have to sell themselves on their unique story, you know what I mean? Like kind of how The Rock with uh, th- that's a movie that I, that comes to mind with Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage and everybody and how that film kind of is its own unique s- story and is not seen before, I would say in quotes because it's, you know, pretty standard in a lot of ways. That film stands out, but now all these are kind of the same, robbing a bank, whatever.
0: Like that ambulance movie that's LA or ambulance oh my- Goodness. Looks so generic. Looks terrible. Looks terrible indeed. How they get um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul Mateen for that.
1: I couldn't tell you. I, I could not tell you, Davis. Um, I couldn't tell you at all. However, now, Davis, it's time to move on. Finally, we're here for the Jackass Bow. films. I'm looking forward to this discussion, Davis. So let's first lay the groundwork for those who have not are not very familiar with these films. So Jackass. Comes from a TV series on MTV that aired from 2000 to 2002. Well,
0: it goes earlier than that. Does it really? Uh, For some magazine, they they were getting Johnny Knoxville to write articles about by like testing safety things, (laughs) like he was testing like tasers and stuff. And he started shooting videos of him getting like tased, and people just loved it. Stuff like that, and it got and like it got popular, so they made the TV show out of it.
1: And again, that TV series, which was created by Jeff Tremaine, Spike Jones, and Nox- Johnny Knoxville himself, aired on MTV from 2000 to 2002. And then Knoxville says the series is done. So when the series is done, what happens? They convince him to come back for a movie called Jackass the Movie in 2002. They then returned for a sequel in 2006 called Jackass Number no. 2. They returned again for another sequel in 2010, Jackass 3D. And then we also had Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa in 2013. And the most recent Jackass Forever in 2002. And a little fun tidbit on Jackass Forever. Because we're going to be talking about these movies. And we're going to be talking about... How absurd they are, and it's going to sound like there's not a lot of creative genius that goes into this. However, for the fourth Jackass film, Knoxville waited and waited and waited for years until he had the right ideas, and then he goes to meet with Jeff Tremaine and dropped off a 200-page document full of potential ideas for this movie, Davis. Yes. There's a lot of creativity that goes into this. Surprisingly, that it just seems like guys just senselessly inflicting pain on themselves.
0: And that's, that's part of it, but it goes way deeper than that. I have an article here that like breaks down some of the reasons it thinks they were so influential. Oh, go ahead then, Dave. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Because,
1: And again, why don't we talk about the cast for one second? We've got Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, Ryan Bam Dunn. Bam Margera
0: was a really famous skateboarder at the time as well. Ah, I did not know that, yeah. actually. He was the, the villain in all the Tony Hawk games, according really? to Chris. Yeah. Wow, yeah.
1: I did not know that at all, actually. you got Ryan Dunn, Steve-O, Wee-Man, Chris Pontius, Preston Lacey, Dave England, and Aaron McGregor. McGahey? but yeah. he goes by Danger Aaron. He does movies. go to, go by Danger Aaron. Uh, with a lot of the crazy Brad things Brad Pitt he's was done. in
0: a in a skip one or in a stunt one time. Really? Yeah. Fascinating.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got it's, they got, got, it's very, they got they got they got uh, the Jason three, Taylor ma-
0: three six mafia. They had Jason Taylor for the, bun- Jason the, Taylor. the bungee jump.
1: And again, Jeff terrain and Spike Jones are the two big creative minds behind the project with Knoxville. We know camera guy Lance Bangs as very famous. Ca- crew member, but anyway Davis, why don't you talk about the impact because one thing is, what exactly makes these films work and why are they so popular? Go well it ahead, was,
0: Davis. first of all, it was really big in skate culture at the time, which like back then, you know, like skate culture was like the the rebels, like it was kind of like a mix of those, but like you you can you can imagine what skate culture was back then we were alive for like the latter half of it
1: And in these movies, it is just inflicting pain on each yeah, other, Yeah, and like
0: they were friends Tony Hawk's in some of the movies, they were friends he with is. Tony Hawk Bam Margera uh, Rob Deardex in the new one you know Rob Dyrdek yeah, yeah, yeah. from Ridiculousness, but he was yeah. also a really big skateboarder. That's right. I know and that. BMX, they also get they get Matt Hoffman on them a lot, who's a really famous BMXer. So they're really big in the skateboard scene and all that. So they were kind of like the face of the skateboard scene at the time. That that kind of like that subgroup. But like the first thing mentioned on this article is the Jackass boys were a new breed of celebrity because they weren't they, were they the, weren't in movies. They were the common man. They were like reality stars, but like it was actually real.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Knoxville has kind of parlayed this into a larger career. He's actually appeared in some movies, including oh, he's pe- appeared in a lot of movies, including The Last Stand, where he's an actually very pivotal role in that absurd Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So there's Never that. Seen it. It's an interesting movie. I, it's it's cheap, dumb action. I like it. But you're right, though. I think I think they're they're kind of the common man celebrity. If that yeah. makes sense,
0: they're just they're just the boys. I mean, like it's the idea that you could do this as well, but you should not. You should not do any of the things they're doing. Exactly. They they actually are moderate professionals, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, professionals, quote I say in unquote. quotes. steve is a professional. From all the injuries he's had, it's a surprise that man has not died. Yeah, Knoxville no, the, the drugs same as he's well.
1: Knoxville no, has a very uh, hilarious Vanity Fair interview where he just, de- he just depicts, this is when I was injured this way, this is when I was injured that way. Yeah, these movies, I, I think part of the appeal is,
0: one, the fact that this predates YouTube and that's and the next thing was ah. they went viral before going viral was a thing.
1: It it pred because YouTube was officially released in 2005 and now you know the got dude perfect is an example, one of the characters that it shows up in the fourth movie Jackass is another example of it's very easy to become viral nowadays, but
0: the Jackass series And you're not a fan of Jackass, I've heard. I'm not. He's I, actually I, really fun in the new movie, I, but I, I I'm sure, never it, I'm sure he is because film. of the
1: creative because of the creative direction of Knoxville and the gang. Just personally, I, I've seen a couple clips. I've seen people comparing, and for me, the difference is it it sort of almost crosses the line from "Teehee, this is so funny" to "What's the most physically painful thing I can do that I know will get a lot of clicks?" You know that that's where I thought the Jackass series does differently because. It's, an, it's a lot of different things in one. They're not just saying, all right, guys, let's just do an hour and a half of painful things. There's some just stuff that's kind of just funny. Yeah. Where, where it's, it's like, where Zach some guy's a guys lot of out. like, like one of it was literally a video where they just shot him with Taser, and then he fell through a table. And awesome. I was like, that, no, no. It's <laughs> sarcastic awesome. Like like that, that to me is where the line gets kind of crossed because I think there are skits within the Jackass series that have those elements. Of course, I've got a couple that are just senselessly ridiculous. But there's at least an element of creativity. That's one thing is, it's not just, I mean, if they wanted to, they could just punch each other in the face for two hours. But, like, there's a lot of creativity yes. in the way that they do this to each other, which is a strange statement to say within itself, but there's an element of, okay, they really, like, again, Knoxville's 200-page document, it's not just, all right, guys, hit
0: me in the face with a hammer. Cinema. Like, they have, I'm going to build a big Acme rocket, and y'all fire me up into Exactly, the air.
1: exactly, exactly. It's that or it's, we put, we put it's jets the, on the back cord of cord off a ramp into a pool. Like, that.
0: Like that's not we we strap together the little person and the biggest person and bungee cord them off each other. Exactly,
1: like like those kind of things where there's more creativity versus tase me and I'll fall through a breakaway table. Like that's one example that I saw. I I didn't watch a lot of his videos, obviously, so maybe that's just you know one bad example. But personally, for me, that it builds off. Of course, the reason people like that exist is because of Jackass, because it's such a cultural. Phenomenon.
0: And it came around at the perfect time. It was right before YouTube. If this came out in the 90s, I don't think we'd be talking about it right sure. now. It'd just be like a little, like. Like a local thing, people would be passing around. It'd be really popular. And it, I bet. it came out at the height
1: of MTV's shift over from just music videos. And happened happens and in the two thousands.
0: It picked up right in the internet beginning of the internet age. Exactly. So it and it, going viral. and at, the, at
1: the beginning of reality television with the real world starting just a few years earlier. And like we make jokes about reality TV as much as we want. Like back in the early in the late '90s, early 2000s, reality TV was one of the most was one of the craziest things in the world. Because I mean. Millions of people were watching well, it was usually, that nonsense. It was
0: usually actually real then, but then there was the writer's strike in the mid-2000s, and that's where, like, Honey Boo Boo-type reality stuff came from. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's that's a very good point. Um, so, yeah, this I think that's part of the phenomenon. What else,
0: Davis, in terms of how this phenomenon Well, during persists? that same time when I was coming about, there was a—you ever heard of Senator Joe Lieberman? He tried to get it canceled because people—like, he was very vehemently trying to get it canceled— and MTV kind of gave in, started to put more restrictions on Johnny Knoxville and stuff, and that's and the Johnny Knoxville just kind of quit the show. But I will say, uh, this show has inspired many people to do like their own little stunts at home, like America's Funniest Home Video type stunts. Yes, exactly. I've right. definitely done those with my cousins before, just like stupid stunts, just having fun. Indirectly, pro- probably indirectly inspired by Jackass because we we definitely seen them, but it it just. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk anymore about the things that inspire people to do. What do you mean? Oh, I, I mean, mean like get hurt. That's
1: fair. That's fair. And I will say, you know, we talk about going viral. These movies were commercial successes. The first film on a budget of five million dollars made seventy nine point five million the sequel jackass number two up to the budget to 11.5 million and then made 84.6 million dollars during its release in 2006 and then jackass 3d on a budget of 20 million dollars made 171.7 million dollars in 2010 which is absurd and then right now with jackass forever on a budget of 10 million it's already made 53 million dollars since its february 4th release in the united states Angel of these films not too long a runtime of around an hour and 30 minutes as well I think it also is the fact that there's a sense of genuine camaraderie amongst the cast that fe- feels artificial in a lot of other instances, but doesn't feel artificial in the Jackass series. Would you say so, Davis? Yes. You, you would agree with that in terms of just, it, they feel like genuinely a great group of friends that are just having an enjoyable yeah. time as horrible as things that they do and as absurd of they things were. That they do. They were. I mean, they
0: were friends. They Actually, they still talk and hang out, except for Bam now, because he's suing them for... Because there's
1: a lot of Craziness going yeah. on. We don't need to get into that. And of course, Ryan Dunn passed away in 2011 uh, in a car accident. So we, yeah, but we don't have to get into the bam nonsense. I don't even really understand it fully myself.
0: I can, if I can, I I do. Well, the rundown. I mean,
1: you, if you want to give the
0: rundown, I'm well, just... here's a quick rundown. He got, uh, he's suing Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew for unlawful termination because they fired him from the thing because in his contract, it said he could not relapse back into drugs, and he did. So they fired him. Okay, yeah.
1: And that he was wor- He worked on the first three films, and the, the 1.5 and 2.5. And
0: and then, most of them for those first three were on drugs. True. Just Johnny Knoxville was not, for the record. They
1: Honestly, they all look a lot better by the third movie, yes. I will say. Steve-O in particular looked a lot better yes. in, in Jackass 3D than he did in the early steve ones, I will steve has been say. sober since 2009. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, He's yeah. looking great nowadays. And... I, I do know that, yeah, they Bam had done the third movie, and then he would come back to do the fourth one because they were all going to rally together because Knoxville met with Jones and Tremaine and started planning and then all that drama took place. And, I mean, it doesn't seem like something that they would want to do, but I, I guess I, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of chaos there uh, amongst the Jackass crew. So, Davis, now I think would be a fun time to, I think it's it's a fair bet to say most of our listeners have not seen these movies. Would you agree with that, Davis? I'd say probably so.
0: So in that case, why don't we I talk- I have a few things that can lay out oh. for people why- Because when people watch Jackets, they're like, oh, this is just like guys- It's vulgarity. Vulgarity. Toxic masculinity is one thing you could say. But to that point, I would say it teaches guys a lot of things. Like what? To be- It's, it's, a, it's a different- t- it's, uh, uh, This article says modern masculinity because the guys are- They're hugging each other. They're they're telling each other they love each other. They are not afraid to get there. You know, like out in front of each other. and if, in a, in a, I, I don't know a better way to say that than that. You, you could have just said uh, expose themselves. Uh, I could have, but you know that's that's how it happens. And so. this this article, because they were interviewing Spike Jones, and someone said it was a celebration of frat boy culture. But Spike Jones, famous filmmaker, by the way. Yes, he is. He also I think he did her. He did do her. Which, he also did uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, crazy. But he said, "quote We all came out of skateboarding, which was the polar opposite of that. Most of the guys were anti-frat."
1: Yeah, I was, about, they, to, I was about to say it. It. I would agree. It doesn't feel like frat culture
0: yeah. just due to who these guys are. Jackass features a group of friends who are platonically intimate with each other without homophobia or misogyny.
1: Ah, who's that quote from?
0: This is this is just the article now. Oh yeah, so, that,
1: yeah, so yeah, I saw it. Interesting. That's a, that's an interesting debate to be had. I, I, think, I, also, I think it's true. I, mean, I think like, I think people assuming I mean, that with just
0: with just a group of guys that just mess around and make jokes. The guys are mostly, I'd say, unproblematic. Like they're not being like I'm,
1: Fair. like I'm Fair. not.
0: They're not being like saying anything racist or sexist online. Like they're genuinely like nice people, from what I understand.
1: I, I, I would I would I would say I got Knoxville supports the
0: LGBTQ and all that. So he posted that the other day. He did actually. I did, awesome. I did see that. So I mean, you know. Think about it like that, and uh, also that's a good point. A good point Davis. Another point they say is de- it destigmatizes body diversity. They have wee man there. Interesting. They have Preston Lacey. Then again, then again, with the argument made that since all of the bits about
1: wee man and Preston, but Lacy they're not are about- making
0: fun of him for being like that. It's just like one could say they. I guess you could, but like one could say they are.
1: But I feel like it's It's a debate to be had. I, I personally don't am am not bothered by it, but I can understand if other people would be, and I think that's within within their their right to be bothered by that. You know what I mean? Like I can see how it would be bothersome and offensive to people in a in, in a few instances. But then again, you could also They were always that...
0: laughing with him though. They weren't laughing fair. at Wee Man.
1: No, that's that's fair, Davis. I'm just saying I can understand why it would be. That's all. I can understand it. For example, the name Wee Man. Yeah. I can understand how that would be offensive. That that makes sense. I agree to with me. that. Then again, he goes by that name seemingly. So yeah. it's I, just
0: it's just good fun. D- debate, they all
1: love each other. Debate to be have, but I mean, these movies they're very much enjoyable because of the fact that they seem to be having so much fun together. Now, Davis, why don't we talk about some of our favorite moments from these from these collective movies, all four of them included. I think first got to talk about the opens. You've got the iconic open from the first film with the shopping cart down the hill. That one, very iconic. They just get fired. They get, Bricks get shot at them. That probably hurt a lot. They're wearing helmets. I don't Some know about them. that. Some of them. Then the bull run, which in my opinion is the very best one. I think that's the one. best one. And then Jackass 3D has all the absurd 3D slow-mo production. I get what they were doing. I kind There wasn't, wasn't that
0: much 3D in it. I think it was just kind of called that. It was kind of just the slow-mo idea. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of
1: funny. A bit, a bit too... One thing is I I like the opens that feel more natural and less overproduced. Like, I don't like the ending of Jackass 2, but I think the openings of 1 and 2 are great. The opening of the 3rd one is a bit too... The opening
0: of the 4th one's awesome.
1: I I, I will admit, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry at this point I have not seen the film. I could not make it to the theaters uh, before this episode, so I apologize. But I still understand the cultural impact these movies have had. I've seen all three of them. Davis and I watched them all at his apartment this summer. I've got some funny stories to tell about some of those skits. Um... And then going to the endings, you got the random explosions from Jackass 3 when they're all dressed up as old people? I I, I don't really remember that one that much.
0: And then, they're not dressed as old people. I, thought, when I, I googled they're it just, again and they were like They're all, just sitting there and then Johnny pushed the plunger on the TNT. They're just like sitting there. No,
1: that's there. Jackass 2.
0: That's Jackass 3. Jackass 2 the second oh, oh, one. Okay, yeah.
1: So then what's the one in the first one?
0: The first one... Aren't they running around? There's a bunch of explosions going on around them? The third one is when
1: they're like sitting on the couch. Yeah, and he stuff. says, "I'm Johnny Knox, and I'm about to end this movie." Yeah. So there's the first one. I thought the random explosions that was kind of all right. I did not like the Broadway production of Jackass Two ending. I wasn't I wasn't a personal fan of that one. I just I just thought it was kind of anti their natural comedy. You know what I mean? Because part of the reason that these movies work. Oh, is Oh no! Yeah.
0: Is it? I don't know. Because the Disney comedy
1: is old. feels very natural where the Broadway production feel, felt overproduced. And then with Jackass 3D again, Johnny Knoxville says, I'm Johnny Knoxville. I'm about to end this movie. And then there's an explosion and like a whole water slide type yeah. thing. It's just crazy. That one's the most hilarious to me because it's just absurd. But Davis, what are some of your favorites from this film series?
0: There's so many. Uh, like, there are. There's so many I can't think of half There of them. are. The High Five. Whether when when Johnny has the hand, I'd say it's probably one of the funniest.
1: I love the high five so much because Wee Man is, like, so proud of his role of being the distractor. He's like, he's like high five, man, and then Bam gets whacked with it and, like, gets absolutely decked. That... That one's hilarious. Go on, David. The
0: Toro Totter one, where they're on the, the like the seesaw. So why, why the don't we describe
1: around. in detail to our listeners right, so what these, what the these one, skits are? Because they haven't the seen the high five
0: one. Is Johnny like they have like a hallway? Yeah, and, like like an office, and they're going to the kitchen. There's a doorway, and Johnny Knoxville's around the doorway holding a gigantic like plaster hand. I don't know what it is actually. It's probably like it, it's probably, it, look, like, it looks like
1: it looks like paper mache.
0: And it's it's like it's on a spring, and he's holding it back against the wall, and they're trying to get like the first time they get Ryan Dunn to walk through, and Weemans like, "Hey, Ryan, come in here," and he lets it go, and it slaps him. He like he gets absolutely knocked, and then they get Danger Aaron to come through holding soup, and they get bam, and they had tape flour to it, which was great. I I recommend looking up that one. That was one it, of my it's favorites. iconic. It is, it is one of
1: the, one of the most uh, most famous. I would say from from the film series, I love that one again. I think I think it's all just very hilarious. How much they all just think it's so funny. Again, it's almost contagious the laughter that they have during some of these hilariously absurd scenes. And then Davis the Toro Toter. The Toro Totter, I well. think, is
0: probably one of the be- the best bull one. There's a lot. There's a, Johnny always does the one with the bull. Johnny always gets
1: whacked by the bulls or yaks or whatever it is. And they're
0: on a Toro. Like I'm pretty sure they actually have these at like like. Uh, rodeos or whatever, but it's like a gigantic seesaw with four things, and like you can I hope I hope you can imagine. And then there's a bull running out, and they have to like jump out of the way. So yeah,
1: it's two seesaws perpendicular to each other. So yes. it's you know one side going up and down, the other, and they're basically having to do it to dodge a bull that is running around. And Knoxville gets annihilated. Yes. It is horrible. I would say, um, it, honestly, is kind of painful to watch. But that's what he does. That's what he's in these movies for. I guess. Any more, Davis? I've got a. I've got a from lot from Jackass.
0: Listed. One, the one where they fall through the roof, like the burglar one. And I do not like remember that. Oh, oh that wait! <laughs> and the guy runs. He runs away. <laughs> that one's awesome. Oh my gosh, that one is so funny. That's
1: right, I remember that one. The oh jet engine one. Okay, so yeah, they, they they basically set up a jet turbine and put people at the end of it and yeah, just, just like just launch brain, and launch they, yeah. things that get sucked through the or not. They like do they one where they a guy in a behind the turbine jumps, and he gets
0: flown. And there's
1: a football that hits him and they just start doing tomatoes that get pureed yeah. like immediately upon impact. I love that one. I think that one's hilarious because it starts with them like sitting in like a fake like home and then the
0: stuff starts shaking because the turbine is. Winding up, and the air is just like—it's well, it, a reference to like an MTV them. photo where the guys in the chair, like a speaker photo, and, he, and like, it's oh yeah, like yeah, the speaker yeah, because Ryan Dunn's in the chair.
1: That's right. That's a great one. I love that. I love that one. That's hilarious.
0: What's another good one? Oh, the the Beehive Limo. This one that is the mo- is
1: one of the most painful ones there is. I'd say so. The Beehive Limo. Essentially, they convince Ryan Dunn, Steve-O, Wee Man, and I think Dave England that they're going to do a photo shoot for the movie. But then, Bam and Johnny are there. And when the limo arrives in the parking lot, the sunroof opens. They lock the doors and they pour a beehive into the van. And into they pour the, into marbles the limo, on the outside. And they put of the marbles door. on the outside, so they lock them in. And it is horrible. It's, <laughs> it's and funny, one, one of the camera guys there is just suffering through it in there with them. And they're getting stung. And Dave is losing his mind the whole time. And they finally lock the doors, and the marbles come and they all fall out, and it's hilarious. Dave rips off all of his clothes.
0: Yeah, it's. Dave also does another one with bees, the tether hive or the tether ball one. Oh
1: my god, the tether! Right before so they a
0: hundred stings would kill him, he's like, oh, you're, "You're kidding, right?" <laughs> the
1: the the te- the yeah, they basically put a beehive as a tether ball and just play it, and it's terrible, terrible. Mm. So much pain, so so much pain from that one. Personally. I think it's hilarious, though. Of course, I've got, I've got I've got I've got a lot listed as well. Go
0: ahead and list yours. I don't want it, the whole episode just be listing our favorites. Well, I mean, I'll, if if, ever, if nobody's seen it, I think I think, I think we, we, they got to go we watch. Can descri- it. We can
1: describe it in detail. I got the golf cart is um the the golf it's like well, golf Johnny cart shenanigans almost died, where they died. flip over. That one's crazy. He literally almost died. on Literally that almost one.
0: got decapitated by the golf cart. Johnny almost also died on the Acme rocket where yes. it like blows up and almost. Yeah, and and a piece of shrapnel
1: almost hit him. Yeah, exactly. That one's crazy. The golf cart's so basically they're driving around doing like jumps with a yeah. golf cart, and that's one that's of it goes line. horribly. And it's very funny to watch people ride a thing that's not meant to be taken extremely, two extreme measures, I would say. I've also got the bungee jump designed by Bam with Jason Taylor present, where yeah. as Bam said it, he and the, the he uh, faxed quote it. reenactment is hilarious where he drew a. A large guy at the top of a bridge and a bottom guy, or not bottom, a short guy at the bottom of the bungee jump. And there we go. And then it's, yeah, it is Wee Man and Preston Lacey tied together via bungee jump. And then Wee Man jumps off, and the bungee jump then pulls Preston off the top as well. It is hilarious, actually, especially because Wee Man gets a lot of air. Because Preston holds holds his ground a bit. That one ages poorly because of the helmet they have. I would say Davis, as you recall, the helm the there is a there is a helmet that resembles the, evil, the
0: was the evil Knievel.
1: But the evil Knievel helmet does not look like that.
0: It does it does look like a certain flag. But no, Google evil Knievel's helmet. I, the, I, I looking at the the helmet further. I think it's just supposed to be like like you know like the, like. I don't think it's what we think.
1: I would hope so, but it does seem to resemble yeah, the look Confederate at flag. Knievel,
0: but look at Evil Knievel's chest. piece. But look at
1: his look at his helmet.
0: I, I'm not talking about his helmet. I'm talking about his chest piece now.
1: That's true, but that's that's that. Those are blue stars on blue and white stars on a white shirt, not blue and white on red.
0: I, hey, I man, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt.
1: All right, if you want to do that, you can go ahead. Right, go go right ahead. A couple others I got. I got the yak attack. That's the very famous one where Johnny lights a cigarette and is blindfolded, and then a yak yes. flips him over, which that's is just. The, and
0: it has the song. Uh, Don't go. You know, don't roller skate in a buffalo herd.
1: And I, I have heard that, um, in Jackass Forever, the one with the bull actually Knoxville got a brain hemorrhage. Yes, and it was the first time he ever took medication for any of the injuries he received. That one is insane. I've also got the sweatsuit. Is not my favorite. It's just one of oh. the more iconic. It's actually on my least favorite list because that one is horrible.
0: I um, can't watch that one without gagging.
1: Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the best story. Is I watched it over the summer. at my at Davis's apartment and watching these movies with Davis is a struggle because anytime there's anything gross, Davis just
0: Ugh.
1: sorry that I have a stomach. Oh,
0: oh god, oh. did I throw up? Did I, I was throw eating up once? Dinner and I did was I throw fine. up once? I honestly
1: almost felt sick just because you did. I were throw doing up that.
0: once? Nearly? No, I did not. You're like mm. the answer is did I not? Did I almost? <laughs> I did not. Um,
1: th- that's, oh my gosh, that's terrible. But yeah, I got that on my least favorite list. Uh, the ride control test. I'm talking I about the do one where, one. no, the one where Knoxville got shot with the beanbag. Oh, yeah. That one's do crazy. That one. that one, he's like so genuinely stressed out about it. That one is insane. And I've also got the bungee skateboard that I mentioned earlier where they bungee on ska- on roller skates up a ramp th- through the pool and then Preston swims through the gaping hole in the pool, which I think is just hilarious in general. That one's a good one. Now, Davis, onto our least favorites. What do you have?
0: Uh probably the sweatsuit one. Uh the one where Dave has to go to like the Home Depot. But he doesn't even make it to the Home Depot, does he? Yeah, but he Oh gosh. Um The
1: Poop Volcano.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to mention any of the any of those.
1: Fair. They're they're just gross. Uh
0: I, I can probably think of some, but I don't want to spend too much time trying to think of Bad ones. I've got I've got some. Go ahead and name I got, yours. I got
1: some. We always mentioned the sweatsuit. The brand. Yeah. Horrible. I like that one's funny. That okay, it's funny, but that thing looks infected. I'm concerned. I'm basically what happens is they brand uh bam and it goes very horribly. And that, I'm gonna leave it at that, actually. Also got the fish hook. Davis. Oh god. Steve O puts a one. fish hook through his his cheek and And goes swimming, and Ryan Dunn reels him in. Except apparently there are sharks present. I'm convinced that when he kicks the shark, it's just CGI. I think
0: that it does look CGI, but that looks like too good a CGI for that movie.
1: Fair. It was 2006, wasn't it? Yes. So that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Also, anything all all the bad grandpa moments. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm not either. The bad grandpa moments are not my favorite at all. It's kind of like builds off the impractical joker thing of awkward moment in society with unaware people, but I really just don't like any of them actually. It's kind of the only dull moments in any of the movies. And then of course the fart mask is horrible. Ugh. And the poop cocktail where they where they put Stevo in a porta potty and launch it through the air, that one is crazy and also completely disgusting. But yeah, Davis, what what else would you like to discuss? I feel like scheme?
0: we I mean like what else is there to discuss? That's true. These movies are there's no plot to them. They just you watch them, you have fun. I think they're really impactful for like internet culture as a whole. They came at a good time. They got viral. I think all the guys are fun in their own way. Uh, Stevo's especially funny. Stevo Steve-O is iconic. probably I, I, you could argue Stevo's the most famous. He he,
1: out of them. outside of Knoxville, I would say he is the face of it. I mean, he has some of the most iconic the fish yeah, hook, dude. the fish hook oh. the o would do it. Stevo does anything. Stevo also did the um the the chugging. I'll leave it at that with a funnel. I won't describe it in any more detail because it is absolutely grotesque and disgusting. But you can look it up on your own. Honestly, if you just type in Steve O Chug on YouTube, I'm sure it'll come up. To be quite honest, I hope
0: it doesn't for your sake. I,
1: I, I hope it doesn't as well. You're right. I would say he's probably the he's like the mascot. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean. Like when people think of Jackass, they think of Knoxville because he's like he is the creative face behind it and the star. But I would say Steve O is the mascot. Does that work?
0: I think yeah. I think that's a that's a fair statement.
1: I think so as well. But what other really, uh, what other things stand out, Davis? For those of us who haven't seen the fourth movie, any big moments from that that stood out
0: to you? Yeah, you said it was the funniest one yet. Oh, it so is what the is, funniest. What
1: goes right in that one then,
0: Davis? It's just like they, they bring in some new blood that are really funny. Tyler the Creator's actually in it for a little bit. Whoa. Uh, Jasper, his friends in it. There's one scene. There were so many scenes, but like I can't remember them all because I've only seen it that one time in the theater. There was a scene where uh, they put a bear in the room with Aaron while he's like yeah, strapped to yeah. the chair. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it. I remember that in a trailer. The opening was really memorable, but I don't want to talk about it too much. There's a little freak. inappropriate. The That's the right. opening was inappropriate. So um, there was a there was a mime one that was funny, where they had to be like silent through all the pain, and then one of the the girl, the new, I can't remember her name, but they and she has to lick a taser and she Under doesn't say the anything, and then. Uh, what the new guy named Poopy has to uh get stung by a scorpion or something in the face, and he doesn't say anything. And then Steve-O goes, they they each do each. Was it Rachel Wolfson? Yes. Yeah, right. And then Steve-O gets like a skateboard guillotine on his shins, and he he oh good he screams. lord, it's really
1: funny. Oh good lord, very funny. Do you remember the one where they were paper cutting each other? Oh, like, oh the I leds- hate that one. I can't watch that. that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I fig- I figure I figured not. I figured not as well. I will say, does the movie does the movie miss uh, Bam Majera's
0: parents? Uh, I mean, like, I didn't really the whole movie. I did not think of them once, but like those those are always classic those ones. Those are always very funny.
1: The one where the one where the guy just goes in and beats up his dad while he's That Bam the does that. Oh yeah. That's the right, one that's right. where the
0: alligator that's the funniest one. The or the gorilla one where Chris is Chris are dressed up like a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are probably the two best Bam's parents ones. Oh, there you go. There you go. But who did you go see this movie with, Davis? It was Chris, Luke Walker, Luke's friend. I can't remember his friend's name. Oh, dear. It was Adam. That's unfortunate. I don't know. And then Jack. Jack ah, was there. Ah, good spot. And Grayson. Of... And Grayson was
1: ah, there. They, wow, you're just forgetting people, Davis. They're not going to be very happy when they listen to this episode. Sorry. Assuming they might. So, yeah, that that just about, I would say, cover, covers it all, Davis, I think, with uh, these movies. They're a cultural phenomenon. Kind of unexplainable to a certain extent, though we tried our best to explain it. I think any final thoughts on the Jackass film series, Davis, and do you look forward to another one coming out in the future if it's possible? I
0: don't think there should be. I think this is a good sending off. I mean, I wouldn't say no because it's always fun, but I don't want them getting hurt. Their and luck's gonna run out eventually. I was about
1: to say they are eventually gonna get a bit too old. And
0: again, these movies have been financial and otherwise critical successes. This one, the newest one's like a like the critics have finally come around on it. The critics historically were like Oh, these are just dumb. But this one, like they they get it now. It seems like they they're in agreement. You're with right,
1: the 86% with Rotten Tomatoes. And if I may look for a comparison, why don't we compare the first film to on Rotten Tomatoes? One second, I'm gonna look that up, Davis. But yeah, I think I think it. They they've kind of refined their craft at this point, if that makes any sense. They've kind of got it down to a bit of a science, as it were. The original has only 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it, they also are benefited from the production value going up. Wouldn't you say so? Yes as well. Also, Davis, oh my gosh, it's trivia time. (gasps) You want to do this trivia question right now, or do you want to keep talking about this? No,
0: no. I do have class in a little bit, so the sooner we get out here, the better.
1: Wow, Davis, you're not dedicated enough. So this trivia question, and again, as I said with last week, it'll be answered at the start of next week's episode. You can tweet at us or contact us, text us any way you would like to to give us the answer. What 1982 Spielberg hit made more than $434 million at the box office? You cannot Google. Do not we Google. Cannot. Do not ask. If you want to ask a friend, sure, do that. But be sure to tell us that you asked a friend. That's the question for this week. We'll answer it at the beginning of next week's episode. And for next week's episode, it's going to be a mystery podcast. And by mystery mm. podcast, I mean we're not we going to tell know. you what oh. we're going to do. Yeah. Whoa, Dave! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, da- that's Davis is. Davis is claiming he doesn't know, but I know because I've always got a plan oh. in mind. I don't worry. I've, I've got I've got an idea. But again, that's the question: What 1982 Spielberg hit made more than 434 million dollars at the box office? Thankfully, no hints or no option cho- answer choices. That really I felt like lessened last week's question with the Minority Report being an option listed. Yeah, you shouldn't one.
0: give. Don't give them the option from now on. All
1: right, noted. I won't. I won't do that. Um, so yeah, that'll be the question answered at the beginning of next week's show. And Davis, any final thoughts? Any final messages, statements, questions, comments for the listeners, for me, for anybody?
0: Uh, be safe out there. Don't do the jackass bits. That's true.
1: Do not do these at home. Remember, guys, don't try they are these They're trained at home. professionals. Do not try these They are They are moderately trained professionals, in quotes, in quotes, in quotes. But again, thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Lens, where Davis and I discussed the Jackass film series, from Jackass the Movie to Jackass Forever. We talked about what makes these films so enjoyable, their financial success, and overall cultural impact over the last 20 years. You can follow us at Through the Lens Weagle, that's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram for any updates on the show and if you'd like to send us any movie suggestions. You can follow Weagle on Instagram at Weagle underscore AU for any updates on Weagle 91.1 FM events and programming. We'll be back next week for another episode of Through the Lens and we hope to see you then.